All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us back for a second episode of our NFL podcast, House Divided. I'm Charles Jagle. I'm joined by two of my friends, Chris Serene and Brandon Heffernan. Uh, today, um, we're brought to you by the OE Howell. About, we're about to dive into some week one action that just occurred this past weekend. And then we're kind of going to talk about uh, everything that's about to go down in week two, some of our predictions, and add some uh, fantasy talk in there at the end. So for the first thing that we're going to look at is we're going to look at the updated power rankings that just came out um, from ESPN from after following the week one action. Uh, and so here just has some of the top lists. Obviously, the number one. They have the Kansas City Chiefs right now, which I think um, is a pretty obvious choice. You always got to go with the Chiefs after their run last year and uh, after the great start to the season. And then um, Tampa Bay Bucks. you know, it's only one game. They won the Super Bowl last year. So that's a good start, a good spot for them to start off with as well, um, especially after a good win over the Cowboys, who I think have made a good improvement to their team over the offseason, especially with Dak coming back. Um and then we just got uh, – so this is where uh, we kind of think there could be some stuff to, like, switch around. We got the Seattle Seahawks in three and the Rams at four. Um, I think the Rams, as much as I hate to say it because I'm a Bears fan, the Rams played an amazing game against the Bears this past weekend. Um, Jalen Ramsey played amazing. So I think they can be higher. I think they're going to be coming really different this season. Yeah. I'm to see how they turn out. In that game, Matthew Stafford proved that he is that guy. And Detroit was holding him back his entire career. And the Rams were really fun to watch this year. Yeah, the Rams are, are definitely special. Matthew Stafford, uh, and quite honestly, I don't know what the Lions were doing with that trade when they gave up Stafford for golf because Stafford just never really got surrounded with the and right weapons. First round picks also. Yeah, exactly. I still think he was worth more, though. Stafford's a good quarterback. He's he is. I talented. think he's a dark horse MVP candidate this year. Uh, yeah, for sure, after week one. It's just crazy with, to see what the Lions have done. What they've done with Stafford's career and what they did with Megatron right before him, it just said to see these such talented players that and they just let go to waste. Like, we really saw this weekend how good Matthew Stafford is on the Rams, surrounded by good weapons and, and uh, defenders. Just to add on to the list of Hall of Famers, his careers they've wasted. ruined their careers. So, and, uh, so kind of going into that, too, uh, we got to talk about Jalen Ramsey since he's on the Rams as well. In my opinion, that's got to be my – Early, early, early defensive play of the year. And that's just because I think that... Time out. Did you watch Chandler Jones play on Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Jones Chandler Jones had, had one of the best games. He had five sacks. He just sacks. had five sacks and two forced He had one of the best defensive four. games I've ever watched. That, that was, was insane. Yeah, I think... No, I was about to... I was going to get into that later. But I think Chandler Jones said... There's two of the best things this season I think we've seen already. I think we've seen one of the best games already <coughs> in Raiders versus Ravens, which I'll get to. And I think we've seen the best by far, I think... It will be hard to beat this defensive performance by Chandler Jones at the beginning of the season. But at the end, you can't count for him to consistently have that many sacks, especially now that they're going to key on to him like that. But J.J. Watt across from him, who knows? Like, they, you really can't commit to one guy too much. I don't know. I think Chandler Jones is one for me right now. I think Jalen Ramsey still needs to go up against a better passing offense to prove that he's really as good as he was last year. Because he, he lined up against Allen Robinson, who's obviously a top-ten receiver, but there's not a good quarterback throwing the ball in Chicago. So... Uh, Until Justin not, Fields gets in. I'm not it's sure. It's time to shine soon. I'm not sure who they're playing week two, but I think yeah, Ramsey will be for sure be top three. Yeah. And Miles Garrett. Him, Chandler Jones, and Miles Garrett are my three uh, deep defensive player of the year candidates. I also think that Jalen Ramsey's impact on that defense because of what they do with him is just cause a major impact. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to talk about. So 
one of the first things I started noticing when they uh, lined up against the Bears offense was how he positioned himself. And what a lot of people are calling this is like the hybrid or the star position, um, where if you know Jim Ramsey is a cornerback, but he's not really lining up at corner anymore. He can kind of line up as like an outside linebacker or like a safety type of player where um, he basically plays the strong side of the ball and he'll just position himself wherever um, they kind of think the play is going to lead to and I think his impact is huge I remember especially on one of the first drives they gave him the first quarter I don't know if you guys remember this he had I think they went three and out but he had the pass breakup on first down tackle on second down tackle on third down to make them play where he's yeah. he basically is just able to impact every single play which is it's really interesting to see because me I play cornerback myself it can get boring out there especially when you're good like Jalen Ramsey like they just don't want to throw to you and it's such a waste to have such a good defensive talent just be sitting out there as a liability just basically saying that you can you can't target their star wide receiver that opens up other options so to have them like have such a big impact i think that was really cool to and see. also jalen ramsey this week i'm pretty sure had his career high in tackles yeah. and tackles for loss yeah, yeah. He's, one of the, he's the best tackling cornerback in the nfl for me most sure. physical physical yeah he plays really physical, and I really like the, that the Rams are able to utilize that in him. Um, Sean McVay has done an amazing job with them. I think that uh, it was such a physical player, you have to do him as that. It's amazing to see him use his physicality to kind of have such a breakout game like that. Yeah, I want to go back to the power rankings real quick. I don't know how the Buffalo Bills are at number five after the performance they put yeah, up. Yeah, they're 0-1. I don't know how yeah, you can have an 0-1 team that high. They're 0-1, and the Cleveland Browns. I guess the Cleveland Browns played a really good game, but the way yeah. they closed out that game, I think they should. I think the Bills should be 7-8, and the Browns should be around there also because a team that beat them, the Steelers are lower than them, which makes no sense to me, and the Steelers are <coughs> below the 49ers who almost lost to the Lions. I just think that... The After 40, the top five, I think the rankings are pretty messed up. Yeah, it's so early to tell, too. But the 49ers, at, uh, they have them at seven. I I don't disagree with it, necessarily, because they they the reason why that game was so close, but they were up by a ton, and they really just let their foot off the gas, which um isn't too uncommon to see in the week one game. But I think with all their players that they're returning, it really sucks that Jason Brett, uh, I think he's out for the season, right? Andrew Green on now. Yeah. So it, it really sucks to see that. They've just been getting plagued by his injuries, which I hate to see. Um, you know, I, I like that 49ers team. So hopefully, I think they can still be good, though. They have everyone returning. They have everyone healthy. Um, you know, and even with uh, Jimmy G, even if he does start performing uh, poorly or just gets injured, they always have Trey Lance back there who – uh, with his few snaps, he made the most out yeah, of it. Yeah, and I think Trey Lance will be a star quarterback in this league. Yeah. I think he should start eventually by the end of the season. I don't think Jimmy's not the quarterback that they that they need. He's not a long term guy. He can't air it out. He's not an accurate passer. He can't really run as good as Trey Lance. I think he's kind of like a Ryan Tannehill type of guy, where he's like he can get it done with the right weapons, but he's not necessarily an elite QB. But I feel like Trey Lance, regardless of, because obviously he played at a uh, what like a D three school, two. A Division yeah. two school, North Dakota State. Yeah, he played Division two school and was able to lead them to a championship. So he's he can prove that he can win with I, insufficient players. I think him and Fields are in the same situation. They're just sitting behind their experienced quarterbacks, and then they'll be put in. To start eventually later in the season. I think, I think Fe- they both should start eventually before Fields, the season ends. In my opinion, Fields is going to start before uh, Trey Lance. So yeah, just because the Bears because, need him more. Yeah, and I, Jimmy, want him, I want. Jimmy's him been in that offense for much longer. He knows how to work with Kyle Shanahan. He took him to a Super Bowl, 
Andy yeah. Dalton's just there. I think Andy Dalton will collapse by week five. I don't yeah. think he'll be there. If he's still starting past week five, I'd be surprised. Andy Dalton, man, just makes me mad. Makes me very mad. The, the Bears had such a good start to their game. They had that huge uh, kickoff return by Herbert um, that took him almost to midfield, and then a big run by Monty, and then Andy Dalton inside the red zone just throws a boneheaded pick. It's just like after uh, that, the game. Yeah, was it was the game was right? over. The game was the literally over plays, at that point. Yeah, yeah and then Stafford threw an eighty yards. Yeah, that no, just no, changed no. the whole game. I actually thought the Bears were going to put up a fight and do yeah. that pick. Which speaking of the Bears, besides besides Andy Dalton, I think the defense was a real problem too. And the one player in the Bears who I'm heavily heavily concerned about is Eddie Jackson because. He, the, he has not been playing yeah, good at all. Yeah, that man was getting cruised all game. He, he was used to be one of the cooked. best safeties in the league, which is surprising. I hate to see it because I really like him, but he's just not been playing good these last couple seasons. So he really needs to flick on a switch for the Bears' defense to be back to where they need to be because the Bears honestly need that elite defense to carry them throughout most of their games. If they need to hold their opponents under, like, 17, 20 points in order to win because our offense is not going to put up uh, – any more than three touchdowns in most circumstances, so they need to keep the games close. The most impressive part, in my opinion, about that Bears team was David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. That man looked like he was a top five, top ten running back out there, and it looks really promising for him. Especially when he's running against Aaron Donald. Yeah, arguably the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. Especially we got got rid of Charles Leno, which I'm so happy about because he he sucked. He sucked. He was the... Focal point surrounding the Bears' offensive line uh, just not doing good the last season. So getting rid of him was a huge uh, improvement to our running game, I think. And kind of in these – so back to these power rankings too. Um, Steelers at eight. Saints at nine. I Arguably, the Saints could be higher as they beat uh, one of the best teams in the NFL last season. But, Chris, you want to talk about the Packers a little bit? What's no, going on? What happened? I want to go back what to happens? power rankings real quick. I think the Ravens – should be lower than 10 because the way they lost to the Raiders was embarrassing. I know you're not talking. The Packers are 11, and they put up three points. I, what do you, let me keep, that was a win. I was about to say point. the Cardinals should be above the Packers. So should the Cowboys. That's no, what I was about Packers to say. Packers should be 32. Uh-huh. The Bears should be 33. They should be kicked out of the we league. We didn't lose by 35 points. And? To Jameis Winston. And? Speaking of 30 picks. And? You let a man who threw, throw 30 picks last time he started. Torch you for five touchdowns. Packers, Bears, I don't want to hear the it. The Bears still won't beat the Packers this year. Jameis Winston. Two games, the Bears still won't beat the Packers. I'm going to pull up a picture Packers. of Jameis Winston. You just start shivering. <laughs> I'll pull up a picture of Jalen Ramsey. Jameis Winston, though, he, he lit you guys up. You can't lie. And I think what I wanted to talk about you with you before the show, which I just want to bring up now, the reason why I think the Packers defense struggled is because this is not the, the Saints offense. Well, yeah, new defense coordinator. And it's not the offense that we saw last year from the Saints. Dude, there is no game planning for this offense at all because I think I've seen something on ESPN the other day where it's like in all of Drew in Drew Brees' passes they threw as a Saint, none of them traveled in the air over 50 yards. And Jameis Winston had multiple of those in that game. So just the... Like be able to air the ball like that, it's not the same same Saints defense. You can't yeah. load the box on them. Jameis Winston is really gonna let it fly, as shown by his thirty picks. He is not afraid to throw the ball, and, especially in the coverage. So. And the Packers' new defensive coordinator doesn't deserve a job in the NFL. He doesn't deserve a job at college level. He does. He shouldn't be a high school coordinator. He should be sitting at home <laughs> on his couch. He sucks. They definitely need to clear things up. For we sure. fired our defensive coordinator sad. for nothing. Actually, the old guy sad, was funny. I was, was, I was, I was sitting on my couch. I was, I was watching, watching the Bears game and myself. laughing as well. The, the first pick, I started crying when he threw that first pick in the end zone. <laughs> How about Aaron Rodgers? You see that stat where... So if a quarterback were to throw the ball to the ground 
every single time he got the ball. He would have had a higher passer rating than Aaron Rodgers did in that game. That is embarrassing. Rating MVP did that not come on That man is washed. Just wait till Monday night. We'll, we'll see. Monday night. We'll see. I guess against the Lions. Thankfully, thankfully, you guys have a huge bounce back game in the Lions. Is it know, a bounce is, back game, though? If yeah. you, if you lose... Know. I'm picking the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking the Bengals. If the Lions go out and win this game, the Packers are finishing last in the division. 100%. If they lose to the Lions, they're finishing last in the division. Nah, I still don't think so. Yeah, the so the, the power rankings did still have Green Bay at uh eleven. Just you know, I think I think they have faith in them to bounce back. You know, I'm pretty sure most people do that yeah. they will be able to bounce back. Not I though. Besides Bears, biased Bear fans. And then you got uh, the Cowboys at thirteen. You know, they did start out zero and one, but they played a pretty good game. Dak played <laughs> really well. Micah Parsons had a really really good debut as a rookie. Um, I don't even want to get into the officiating. They should have won that game. Yeah, yeah. There's some questions. That's why I said they should there. be higher. In my books, they're yeah. one and no. They should have beat the Bucks. Cowboys with Dak Prescott is a dangerous team. Very dangerous. Besides their defense, they their defense, they just lost Demarcus Lawrence. It's got a bad defense. Just got even worse. That's the only thing that's gonna hold them back. It's very. No one can guard all their three receivers and Zeke at the same time. It's just not possible. Uh yeah, and then so kind of. Skipping around a little bit, the other game that the Las Vegas Raiders won, they still have them lower than the Ravens, who they beat. Um, they still have the Raiders. I want to know. We're, we need to talk about that game because that game was easily one of the most entertaining games I've seen in a very long time. Um, specifically because Tyson Williams, he came out and he had a really explosive game. Uh, he had that really good run in the first quarter that put the Ravens ahead at first. It made the game like really exciting, and. Uh, it was just it was it was a good game, and I think that was one of the things I was talking about earlier. Is where I think this is the early candidate for game of the year, very early candidate, and uh, that's going to be the game to beat from now on. Cause that overtime too, um, th- so yeah, it was just nuts. They the Raiders came down, they uh, scored. They thought the game was over, and then they ruled it back. And then um, Carr throws a interception. Ravens come down. Lamar fumbles, and yeah, then the Raiders kick a field goal to let's win. Let's talk about no, it's, Carl Nasir showing out for the community. Absolute beast. The Raiders' D-line in general are just going to know. Max Crosby, if um, if Chandler Jones didn't have that uh, type of a game he had, Max Crosby would have had the best uh, week one performance for an edge rusher. He was on Lamar the entire game. He was chewing up the line. He was going absolutely nuts. Max Crosby was uh, really proved that he's like such a valuable speed rusher to the Raiders and helped their D line perform so much. Um, there, it was honestly very crucial in them winning this game, which uh, like Brandon mentioned, they had uh, Carl Nassib had this strip sack at the in overtime that essentially won them the game. And then, uh, yeah. You got the. I, I, I just want to add something about the Raiders really quickly. I think they should be at 15 or above. I don't know how they're below the Patriots who lost and the Titans who got whooped back. Worst. There was the second worst loss of the week. I don't know. They should definitely be at 15 yeah. or higher. Yeah, so that's just. That's, or, like, that's like the first half of the power rankings. And from there on, it's just basically the rest of the 0 1 teams plus the Texans. Cause, I think uh, the Broncos played really a pretty good game. I think they should be. I don't know also. how the Arizona Cardinals are at 12 that's, after yeah, what they just did saying. in the Titans. They're yeah. a good team. Kyler Murray's the lead MVP candidate. Right yeah, now, like Kush mentioned, they do have the Denver Broncos at 20, but, uh, you know, seeing how they do this in week two, they could definitely move up higher as they played a pretty good game. And week the one. Eagles. I don't know. Some of these rankings yeah. are confusing to me because they're behind teams who lost. 
Yeah, like the Patriots. The Patriots, I don't think they're better than the the Raiders, at least after that week one performance. I don't know. It's going to – it's it's all about consistency. Darren Waller is up for animal. best tight end in the league. I think he's ahead of Kittle for me now. I wouldn't say best tight end, maybe in terms of fantasy. Yeah, yeah just because he got – what do you get? Uh, 18, 19 targets. 19 targets. Mm-hmm. TJ Hawkins. Against Marlon Humphrey. Yeah. Who's a good cornerback. I think it – Darren Waller had a spectacular He's obviously game. a top three tight end. It's just the debate between those three, it's never ending. They're all so good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, and then they have the Cincinnati Bengals here at twenty four. Even after their own or their one and all start, who I'm gonna get to see Sunday. I'm going to that Bears Bengals game. That's gonna be interesting. Hopefully, the Bears can pull out a W in that game because that would just be embarrassing if we lose to the Bengals. And the first, it's actually the first NFL game I'm ever going to. So that'd be pretty embarrassing if I lost the if my team lost the Bengals in the first game. But Jamar Jamar Chase, despite his preseason, he played pretty well that game. Uh, Joe Burrow is back out there. It was exciting to see him out the there. The so. Dolphins did play pretty good, but they were although they weren't playing a good defense. The it, Vikings defense is one of the worst in the league. But Jamar they Chase put up a pretty good proved yeah. why he's the number four pick in the draft with a hundred yards in his debut. Hundred yards with a touchdown. Mm-hmm. In his yeah, debut. I don't know what was going on in the preseason with all him saying he couldn't catch the ball because he looked like he could catch the ball. Yeah, he didn't drop a single target that game. He made some really big plays. Having it Joe Burrow out there is a player. Joe Burrow's favorite target already, just based off week one. Yeah, he's got to be. Played with him in college. That LSU offense in 2019, that was the most exciting offense I think I've ever watched. That um, So being able to see them reconnect Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, that was just really awesome to see. Yeah, I think he'll be Joe Burrow's uh, favorite target by the end of the year. Not because well, of skill, but just because of how much they we'll played see. together in college. Because there's also somebody named T. Higgins on that offense. I don't offense. know. I've, Jamar Chase got more targets, and that was just week one. So, Who, Personally, T. Higgins is one of my favorite players in the NFL. I'm not saying – I think T, I would take T. Higgins over him, but I'm just saying Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have a connection already. Yeah. And, so, yeah, so that, that basically some of the bottom half teams. They have, um, obviously, the Jags last, the Jets at 31, uh, Lions at 30, and then those are the last three uh, 0-1 teams. They, they also they still have the Texans, even though they're 1-0 at 29, um, just because they still have do not have Deshaun Watson playing. They still got uh, Tyrod Taylor in there. My so mind. I don't know how much you can rely on him to consistently win them games. I think the Texans did better than the Giants did. I think the Texans yeah. should be above the Giants and the Falcons. The Falcons went out there and laid an egg. They played yeah. pathetic. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing in that game. And they have a very tough bounce back. They have to go back and play against the Bucks this Sunday, which is going to be a very tough uh, matchup for them. The Bucks have both their corners out, so it's good for Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so some so along with week one, besides those games, there's also some really like spectacular uh rookie standout games. So one of the first ones I want to talk about was Mac Jones for the Patriots. Um, despite their loss, I think he played really well. Uh he really came out there and showed that he was like really uh confident. That was like the main thing I noticed about them. Uh, him in the pocket, he had 29 completions in that game for 281 yards and a touchdown, no picks, with a 102 rating. So I think that's a solid start. You know, um, Miami defense is pretty decent. They're decent. Um, so it's, it's good to see him go against uh, them. He has a, They're playing the Jets this weekend, which will be a uh, kind of game for him to open up uh, the arsenal, show him what he's got, kind of air the ball a little bit more and see if he can really put it on a bad defense. I think that he's the early offensive rookie of the year candidate. Lead candidate. Uh, there's so many good what? rookies. Jamar Chase just had a hundred, like yeah. seven receptions, a hundred yards, a touchdown. Especially for thirty nine, two hundred 
280 yards and a touchdown. But the thing first is, first game started. Jamar Chase in a hundred yard with game not for many offensive weapons for a rookie wide the receiver. Patriots do not have many offensive weapons for a rookie wide receiver to have a hundred yard game, especially the main reason why I'm not afraid to consider Jamar Chase an early candidate is because they gave it to Justin Jefferson last year, which really showed that they're oh, not they afraid gave to, it to Herbert last year. No. It was Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah, it was Justin it Jefferson. Yeah, which really showed that they're not afraid to give it to... Uh, oh, no. Wasn't it was Herbert. Was what are you saying? Oh, no, no, no. My fault. Herbert. I had it mixed up. My fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah, some that... Yeah. I think, but... um, Yeah, Justin Jefferson has a really solid debut. I think Jamar Chase can really replicate the... um. The amount of production that Justin Jefferson has last season kind of replicate that type of season. He's definitely on pace for that. Um, J.C. Horn for the Panthers also really showed. He's a, he can show that he can be like a lockdown corner. I really like his physicality that he played with. Uh, he, had, he also had three tackles. So One, a one guy I do want to see play a corner position who actually has an opportunity now because the starting corner got hurt is Patrick Sertain. He's starting this week because the Broncos' other cornerback got injured. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch him play. Broncos already have a really good secondary. It's just if he plays like he did in college, it's gonna be it's gonna get even better. So for sure. Uh, and then one of the other ones, uh, one of the top rookies that they actually had graded for week one was guard Trey Smith uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. He did he had a pass block win rate a hundred percent as a rookie. Um, going against the Cowboys too, who have a pretty good D line, having a, a pass block win percentage a hundred percent, not allowing any rush. Oh, the uh, Browns, I mean, but still. Uh, again, going against, like, uh, with the likes of, like, Miles Garrett and them. Jadavion yeah, Clowney. Clowney is just a name now. He doesn't really back up his name anymore. He's yeah. just a name in the league. Still, though, he's still, um, I think, a pretty solid pass rusher. So to have a pass block win rate of 100% is uh, pretty I just want to go back to one thing. Clowney is not a solid pass rusher. Clowney sucks. And he's more of like a pass rusher than a run stopper, though. He, he definitely is sacks. a pass rusher. I have as many sacks as Jadamian Clowney's had in the past <laughs> two years. And also, another rookie offensive lineman who is very impressive in his first week was Rashawn Slater mm-hmm. out of Northwestern, who went against the number one, I think, the best defensive line in all of football. Oh, yeah, no question. He didn't allow a single line. sack. or He didn't allow a sack, a pressure, or QB hurry the entire game. And he was going up against... Chase Young, Montez Sweat, all of them. He's looking like Tristan Wirfs did last year. Yeah. And another rookie wide receiver that performed pretty well is Jalen Weidel for the Dolphins. I kind of uh, saw that coming. Tua, I think he's definitely going to show some some signs of improvement this season. Adding Weidel for them was huge. He had 61 yards and a touchdown, only six targets. And this, I think they're just waiting for Will Fuller to come back. Yeah. Yeah, so he's he. Will Fuller does say that he's going to be back in week two. So uh, even with so, Waddle should still have a good amount of uh, good amount of targets. Yeah, Will Fuller is very injury prone. Although he's a good receiver, I was hoping the Packers traded for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So kind of transition from that into some fantasy talk. Uh, the, so uh, we got some of the top wide receivers in week one. We had some crazy performances. Uh, me and Kush both, two of our, both of our wide receivers were the top two finishers in wide receiver points on week one. Kush had Amari Cooper. How many points did he have? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight points in a PPR Thirteen league. receptions, one hundred and thirty yards, and two touchdowns. And Tyreek was pretty close behind with thirty-seven fantasy points. So that was uh. You know, that was really awesome to see for me. Even though I did end up losing, which I'm really, really mad about. If you guys play fantasy football, you know the pain of when you have the second highest points scored in a week and your opponent is the number one. So, you know, you want to be anybody else that you're playing this week, but you lose the number one. So, just have to get that off my chest. I'm still pretty salty about that one. But, 
Either way, you know, hopefully my fantasy squad can bounce back this I year. I think Amari Cooper is going to finish as a top 10, top 7 fantasy receiver this year. Yeah. If he keeps up what he did a lot, especially they went up against a good defense, so he can obviously keep it up because Dak had pressure in his face. Although they don't have a good secondary, he did play a good defense. <coughs> I think I think he'll for sure finish as a top top 7 at least. Yeah. Wide receiver. And then for running backs, one of the things that was really interesting was Najee Harris. And the reason why it was a very interesting game from him is because he played 100% of all snaps as a running back, um, which means he was literally on the field every single offensive play, and yet he only accounted for five fantasy points. I think he only had, like, 40 yards or something like that, no touchdowns, and one dropped catch. So it's just, like, it's very disappointing to see. I have him on my team, too. Um, it's it's interesting because a lot of people have him very, very high as finishing one of the upper echelon running backs in this season, but he just did not show that type of performance in week one. Um, I think definitely the Steelers' O-line has a factor playing that because I was watching that game uh, – for almost its entirety and he would just before he even got to the line the play was just blown up like there was no holes for him to run through um they were just in their backfield every single play so the Steelers O line and the Bills just have a good defense one thing I do want to point out he was on the field for 100% of the snaps but he only had 16 rushing attempts so 16 isn't bad more. though it's if not he was bad on the field for, for 100% of snaps yeah, it's above average before yeah, 100% but if he was on the field, it was also a close game and he was, it came down to he was on the field for 100% of the snaps and the Steelers he like you did carries. you did mention to me before show the Steelers were airing it out a lot more that game yeah, they so were, they were. so even though he was on the field he he showed that he could uh they did have him line up when they every, anytime they went five out they also had him lined up as a receiver I believe and he also did have that one target in the red zone too which would have been huge for a fantasy value if he were to catch that and take get into end zone i think he ends up dropping on like the two yard line which really sucks but um, i don't it wasn't even a drop it was just a big bent throw and this leads into my next comment i think the reason he won't do as good is because teams aren't afraid of big ben bombing it downfield they can load the box more mm-hmm. compared to other quarterbacks it's kind of like a drew Brees last although year although they do can... have good receivers he's just not that good of a quarterback anymore he was missing so yeah. many throws on sunday i think it's really similar to drew Brees last year where the opponents could really just load the box and kind of just that, was, that wasn't really last year. That's been Drew Brees all of his career. He's never been one of area downfield. Like yeah. What's that you brought up earlier about Jameis Winston? His first game for the Saints, he already had the longest air yard pass in Saints history. Yeah. But Big Ben is known for one of the biggest arms in all of NFL. Not anymore. The whole, the whole league. Not anymore. Now it's Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. I Allen. think he could still air it out. I'd, but teams aren't afraid of that because he doesn't do it anymore. I would definitely put it. Uh, I think if they, when they ended up testing that, I think Josh Allen technically had the strongest arm, but Mahomes, you definitely see him utilize it more just because he he's tired. He arm talent, though. That's definitely Rodgers and Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, Rush to show that last oh, one. Really? <laughs> 33 passer rating. It's embarrassing. And yeah, so yeah. So Najee, hopefully, we did see him get a lot of red zone. Obviously, with him playing 100 percent of snaps, he played every single red zone snap too. So hopefully, he'll get some, uh, squeeze him into end zone in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I feel like he will end up being more touchdown dependent if he's not able to break off any long runs like that. He's very talented. So if you're worried, you have just like a couple better O linemen then. Yeah, the Steelers, uh, really break, the Steelers didn't break really score. Him. Also, I think they scored 20 total points, and one of those was a yeah. defensive touchdown. So. Yeah. It's not, not very, really, I don't know, their offense just isn't... It's just it a wishy-washy, it's just a week one performance, that's just what it is. It's week one, you know, yeah. it's week one in the end of the day. We can't judge too hard. Uh, hopefully we'll see some improvement from him, though. What are some other big fantasy names that kind of went off this week? I'm trying to think of the number one QB 
of the Kyler week. Murray. Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Jameis Winston, too. So, Jameis Winston did throw five touchdowns, but he only had 140 yards. So yeah, that didn't because count the, too much the run there. game was insane. Yeah. Uh, who else is he good? Did... Kyler, yeah, Number Kyler one. Murray. Let's see here. Darren Waller. Dar- yeah, Darren Waller. Darren 19 Waller 19 targets. That's just insane to me. I, I think he's going to be the best fantasy tight end this year. If he keeps getting targets like that, especially against a good defense... He's, he catches all most of them. Also, he's gonna be he's gonna be insane for fantasy owners this year. Yeah, Kyle Murray had a huge game too. Two hundred eighty nine yards, four uh, touchdowns, and only one interception. That is the early MVP candidate for me. Yeah, yeah me as well. Kyle Murray. Uh, another quarterback that also had a pretty good game. I don't know fantasy wise, but definitely skill wise. I saw Lamar Jackson. I think he's already like i know he's already won the mvp he's already uh has such high expectations but this year he just came out as such a solid and confident leader in the pocket there was one play especially for the first touchdown in the game for the ravens where he was able to extend the play he avoided there's three defenders in the backfield he evaded all of them rolled out to the right set his feet and just threw an absolute dime into the end zone for i think it was hollywood brown that ends up catching the end zone and putting them ahead early i think that was just like showed that he's not just a rusher and he can really have like leadership ability and also rob gronkowski he this man so this man in fantasy last year i had him he had a terrible first half of the season but he was able to really turn it up the second half and he did not stop in week one he had 29 fantasy points uh he had eight targets and he caught all eight of them for 90 yards and two touchdowns and i think um with tom brady obviously it seems that he's such a uh good red zone target for uh brady he had both of his touchdowns uh came in the red zone i believe so um obviously he's such a big guy uh that he's able to get open down there really bully some especially when the, so when the bucks go five out which sometimes they do uh near the goal line it spreads out the defense so much you end up getting like uh one of the team's lesser or worst defenders on Rob Gronkowski, just because you have to have a a physical defender on uh, you on Mike Evans, you gotta have more like a speedy receiver on or speedy corner on Chris Godwin. You just gotta kind of spread out your defense, and so when you have Rob Gronkowski one on one, he can use his huge frame to really get open. So I think that he will continue what he's been doing the second half of the last season and the first half of this season and really turn things on. Do I think he's going to get whatever it was, 20-something points every yeah, week? No. no. Definitely not. But I think this is just carrying over from New England. They had such good relationship. They've always been close friends. He was Tom Brady's favorite target for in New England for I don't even know how many years. They've won Super Bowls together. Mm. I think it's just he's going back to his New England roots and how good they were together in New England. So I think he'll do good this season for sure. He looked like Tom Brady's favorite target out there uh, last Thursday night. So yeah. Also, Antonio Brown. Antonio oh, Brown. My really good. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. He wasn't getting Antonio Brown four. That was amazing. He wasn't getting the targets. He only had four targets, but the dude he made work. He did very good with all of his targets. He had like a seventy-yard touchdown. I think it was insane. Yeah. But. That was prime AB. And that's just that Bucks offense. That is just scary to see. And they really picked up. They got Antonio Brown for when no one else was really looking into him like that. So they picked him up for basically nothing. And now they just have their offense is so dominant, which, by the way, Mike Evans is still a threat to take away a team's uh, better cornerback. But, oh, my gosh, did he have a terrible game? I, I'm terrible just wouldn't even describe it. I don't know what he just looked like. He was he, out there not even trying. Yeah, that's that's exactly the took the worst straight out of my mouth. My 
my opinion on Mike Evans is he looks like he just does not care. Like, there are so many times where there's that one pass where he got tipped right to him, and as soon as the defender uh, blocked out his vision, he didn't even attempt to see the ball. It was uh, Traquan Smith. It was at the end yeah, of the game. Traquan Smith. It was in a, a crunch time, too. He barely got a mm-hmm. finger on the ball, and that slight, slight deflection just completely lost Mike Evans' focus, and he wasn't able to catch the ball, which would have brought them to a first down in that uh, crunch, crunch if the, situation. If the Bucks target Antonio Brown... 12 to 15, or 10 to 12 times a game, they're Super Bowl candidates. Yeah. Super Bowl favorites again. If he starts playing, like Brian may be, I don't even know what to say. No one's going to stop them. No one's stopping them. I think everyone pretty much has them as an early favorite to repeat yeah, just because of sure. how dominant they are. Returning all 22 stars is huge for them. Antonio Brown can definitely queue up. But that's the same thing. Any team like that with like the Steelers or Bucks where you have a lot of pretty good wide receivers fantasy wise it's just so hard to choose when to start them because they could go from having eight to ten targets in one game to having you know three at most the next game just because that's how the tide rolls sometimes that's why i'm glad i don't have any of those wide receivers although one team that doesn't matter for is the cowboys because of how much dak airs it out yeah cd amar dak and michael gallup i cd amari cooper and michael gallup are all going to be good because of how much dak throws the ball Mm mm-hmm but one of the big things that impacted Zeke, where we saw him, even though he ended up getting 11 attempts, which for him is not the greatest, but it's not necessarily bad. He was only able to make 33 uh, yards out of those 11 attempts uh, with two catches as well. So fantasy-wise, Zeke, I think, is definitely on the decline. Um, I think it was honestly just because they were going up against the Bucks one, which is the best run defense in the NFL, and two, they were down most of the game. They were down, like, so I don't twelve or thirteen points at one time, so mm-hmm. they forced them to throw the ball more. Yeah, that Bucks front seven is it's in the best front seven in the game. For sure. In contention with Washington's front seven. Yeah. But I think theirs is better. They got um JPP, These are linebackers. Yep, JPP, Shaq, Shaq Barrett, Vito Bay, Nadamican Sue. That's just Devin the front White. four. And then they have Devin White and Levante David. That's just it's Devin insane. White just to me. Anchors I honestly them down. don't know how they got that. Their defense has always been good. Because they just said, like, all those guys are such, a lot of those, like, that young linebacker core, just, they drafted, there's just really good pickups in the draft. They ended up projecting. Well, really Davis good. old now. Yeah. yeah. But he's still good. Like, yeah, yeah, What you were saying about their secondary, yeah, that's their weakness. Their, their secondary is one of the bottled secondaries. That's the where they're besides, really going to um, get burnt up. Antoine Winfield. Besides Antoine Winfield. Yeah. Other than that, there's no secondary over there that can really guard him. Sean Murphy Bunting was getting cooked out there. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And he ended up. Still been good. And then Carlton <laughs> Davis. Yeah, and plus, uh, then, yeah, Sean Murphy Bunting was injured, too. You see that break on his yeah. arm? Nasty. Yeah, that was nasty. That was one of those ones right for a couple weeks. Yeah. That's a down. The Bucks, uh, that's why I think Calvin Ridley, uh, even though because of the front seven, I think yeah. he's right towards them. There's no one to guard Ridley out yeah. there. And that's linebacker what, can't stick with him. So When I was watching that game, that's, that's one, what I'm hoping for. That's the, One of the main things that I just noticed is that the – any team against the Bucks, it seems like the strategy this year is to just automatically go into a shootout. Like, you cannot start running the ball. Um, even in the first quarter, as soon as the Cowboys go down, they just air it out the entire drive. Like, they cannot afford to just waste time running the ball. They have to keep the Bucks in a tight game in a shootout. Because, um, you know, Tom Brady isn't going to sh- sh- uh, show any signs of slowing down. Um, they, only, they only lost them like a minute and a half or whatever at the end of the game to come down and get a field goal. Yeah, but I'll go back to my point again. I don't, know if they should, I don't know if yeah. they should have won that one. Yeah, there's some questionable calls for sure on that one. There's definitely P.I. on that last pass. There was, was a, a Chris Godwin on that pass. Yeah, it would have been a difference yeah. between 50 yards. I, I See, I don't know if I like the call or don't like the call. I think it, sh- it still should have been pass interference just with the way the rest of the game was ruled and the way the NFL is today. But he was on his heels. I do it. I can see how they missed it. Do I think they should have called though? Yeah. So oh, for sure, it was definitely 
it was kind of you know, going into NBA. It was kind of going to some fake. Uh, how do I say this? Flop. Was, yeah, yeah, flopping action. But yeah. Chris Godwin did extend his arm. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so we got some really good games to look forward to going on to week two right now. We're actually just watching, uh, recording this on Thursday night. We got the Giants and Washington football team going against each other right now. The Giants are up by three in the third quarter. Um, and then some of the Sunday- I still think the Washington football team is going to pull this one off. Oh, yeah. They're the better team. I got faith. I, got, I uh, picked them to win, so I need them to come through. And then we got the Raiders and Steelers. We're really going to have to see if the Raiders can replicate that. Uh, I, I w- even though, um, you know, they was, it was a close win, and they, I feel like they can, they're going to have to show that they replicate that success that they had against the Ravens, against the Steelers. Um, they can't afford as many mistakes as they made against the Ravens, against the Steelers' defense. So they're gonna, we're going to have to come out and see if Carr can have a more concise and uh, game with less interceptions, less turnovers. I don't think they will. The Raiders always have that one win where they, like, last year they beat the Chiefs. They almost beat yeah. them twice. I think it's going to be like that. I think that's what the Ravens win was. I got the Steelers this weekend. For I think sure. the Steelers are going to win. For sure. And then we got Niners-Eagles. Um, the Eagles the Eagles played pretty well. I was happy with how Jalen played. But I think, the, like I was talking about, I think the Niners are, um, are a fresh, rejuvenated team. I think they'll come out there and get the W, despite how their second half against the Lions was, which is pretty god-awful. Yeah, the Lions almost pulled off the most insane comeback I think I've ever seen, besides the 28-3 to Super Bowl, of course. I don't know. I think if the Eagles play like they did last week, although they did play the Falcons. Speaking of I twenty, think they could repl- replicate that win. It's 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 gonna be close. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Yeah, and speaking of twenty eight to three, um, we have the Falcons against the Bucks, which is Tom Brady's uh returning to go against Matt Ryan. Um, that's one of the three o'clock starts on Sunday, so that'll be interesting to see. The Bucks, I think, will put a beating on them. In my in a a league where I make picks, I have the most stakes on that game. I think the Bucks, I most confident in the Bucks to absolutely take that game. The Falcons went against the Bucks twice last year. There wasn't a beating either time. It was pretty close both games. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, Kelvin, the Falcons do always play good against their divisional opponents. That's one thing they for do. Sure, do. They for play sure. good against the division. Yeah, and Kelvin Ridley, I think he's solidified as the wide receiver one this year on that team. And the oh, Buccaneers... Not even, not even solidified. He was the wide receiver one... Well, he year. he wasn't coming into the season because Julio was, but now well, after his injury, then he certainly yeah, proven that he should be as <laughs> Julio Jones has been on the decline and he's been going uh, just straight up. And I, especially against that Bucks secondary and uh, especially with uh, Sean Murphy Bunting getting injured, I think he'll really torch them. And that's what the Falcons have to do. Matty Ice has to really air it out and they have to keep the Bucks in a shootout. They can't slow the ball down with Mike Davis and they have to really get things going. Yeah, no, Mike Davis is a waste of space. Yeah, and we got the Texans and Browns. Browns, I think, in my no, opinion, no debate. Yeah, yeah Browns. Debate that one. Yeah. The Browns are gonna run. We, we don't even Texans. have to talk about that one. I think the Texans do not win a game for the rest of the year. Oh, and sixteen. They play Jacksonville again. So I don't. Yeah, towards the end of the year, Trevor Lawrence will be ready. This I don't time. think Trevor Lawrence is gonna throw three picks for the rest of the season. I hope not. You know, that was kind of. It was right, an the Browns, the Browns are going to do what they want. They're going to run all over the yeah. Jags. Nick Chubb is going to have a field day. And speaking of the Jags, we got Broncos, Jags also at noon. That one's also not debatable to me. The Broncos, Broncos defense are taking is locked down. Especially with uh, Trevor Lawrence coming out with such a shaky start. Yeah. Uh, that's just going against an even more tough defense. Yeah, he did that so. against the Texans defense, one of the bottom five defenses mm-hmm. in the league. Broncos, top five defense. It's going to be scary. going to be scary. <laughs> Saints-Panthers. Uh, I feel like just uh, the Saints are. I have a feeling the Saints are just gonna carry over their momentum and yeah, take away. Yeah, the Saints will be the same, if not better, than they were last year with Jameis Winston. 
Jameis Winston really I think they're going to be He needs that consistency. Oh, he just needs wait. the consistency. Just wait till MT comes back also. Michael Thomas? Yeah, I don't he know. didn't even have their number one like receiver that game. Or, when's he coming back? Week seven. seven week yeah. seven, yeah. I think the Saints will make the playoffs. This year is going to be hard for the NFC. I think this is the first yeah, year that an entire division good. makes the playoffs. Rams going to be the NFC West. Rams, Rams Cardinals, Seahawks, and Niners. Well, I don't think that's possible. No, three wildcard spots. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Three, three wildcard spots and the division winner. Rams-Colts, I think that uh, will be up there for one of the best games of the week. I'm definitely going to be tuning in to see that one. I think just the Rams are going to win that one. I think the Rams will win too, but the Colts didn't look bad week one. They looked pretty bad. They got killed by the Seahawks. Yeah, they the Seahawks really pulled away in the, the second Colts half. The Colts have no offense. The, the Colts, Rams, Carson Wentz, he didn't look too bad, but... You know, I think the Rams are gonna breeze by them. Yeah, I think that's an easy dub for the Rams. I d- I have the Rams too, but I'm excited to watch that game regardless. Yeah. Bills Dolphins will be interesting. I I've always been an advocate for the Bulls, just or the Bulls, the Dolphins, uh, just steadily increasing throughout the years. The past like two or three years, I think they've just been going nowhere that's, but up. So and I want because of Ryan Flores. Yeah, Tua and me suffered the same injury, so I've just been ruined for him ever since. <laughs> But the Bills, too, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are one of the most elite QBY receiver combos from last season. So uh, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they go against that Dolphins secondary, see if they can pull a W. I feel like that's going to be a good game as well. Um, it'll be huge for the Finns if they win. I don't think it'll be that much of an issue for the Bills <coughs> if they lose. Um, no, it I definitely think- will. They'll be 0-2. I think that will be an issue. I'm not worried about I, the thing is I'm not worried about the Bills. I think they'll oh, definitely they'll be in the playoffs. Way you want to start off the season with three wild cards this season yeah. in the league with three wild card spots. Though I feel like the Bills will be able to secure a playoff spot. I want to be in a wild card spot and have to go in Kansas City in December. That's true. It's not that's not something you want. True, Patriots Jets. I think um, Patriots aren't looking the best this season, but I think Max Jones will put a beating on them. Bears Bengals. You already know. Bear down. Nah, bear down. Bears, I think bear Bengals, down. Zach Wilson last week. He didn't look bad. That he first quarter, good. terrible. But, but then that. other than that first quarter, Zach Wilson really impressed me. I thought he yeah. was about to be the biggest bust of this draft, but he really impressed me after that first quarter. Yeah, 258 yards, two touchdowns, and just one pick. That's not terrible, that especially pick, for the team he plays for. That pick also came off a tipped pass. Yeah, so it's not even on him as much. I think he had a good game. That game is going to be really fun to watch two rookie QBs going at it. I think the Patriots come off. Yeah, for well. sure. But I'm excited Corey to see Davis what Zach Wilson does. Game, though, because Corey Davis... Going against, going against Gilmore and J.C. Jackson. Is Gilmore's not be... playing. Gilmore's injured. Oh, that's right. And J.C. So Jackson, Jackson is burnt yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's not he's all not that. He's not good. He's still at um, one, of, one of the leading uh, interception leaders last year. But yeah, but when he actually talked went up about against that. the wide receiver one, yeah. Stephon Diggs, I think it was 140 yards and three touchdowns on yeah. him. I'm not a fan of J.C. Jackson. I don't think he's that good. Yeah. And then we got Vikings cards. I think the cards take that game. Yeah. Kyler, Kyler Murray is on Wait, fire from last the week. And the Vikings defense sucks. Looks though. I think that after game the will performance be close. the Vikings put up last yeah. week. I, I think that game will be close. No, I'm saying after the performance the Vikings put up last week, they played Cardinals like garbage. Will put a fifty on them. No, I'm saying that defense is not that bad. The Vikings defense? They got Eric did, Kendricks back. Did you see Patrick? Patrick? They didn't have Eric Kendricks for most Harrison of the season. Harrison Smith. Did you see Patrick Peterson? Yeah, they got Ngakwe now. No, Ngakwe's gone. He plays for the Ravens, I thought. Yeah. 
Ngakwe's on the Ravens the now. He's been just been switching teams. They have three players, three elite players, but the rest of the defense is trash. Patrick Peterson looked like he was running in circles out there. <laughs> yeah. Jamar Chase literally made him run in circles. Yeah. We got the Titans Seahawks too, where that, which that should be that a good game. That one will be a shootout. If yeah, the that will be the, a If shootout. the Titans don't play like they did last season, that one will be a shootout. Yeah. Cowboys Chargers. Uh... That's gonna. I th- that I, one will be a shootout as well. Yeah, I think I think the Cowboys are gonna take that one honestly, yeah, and I think I the think... Chargers are gonna start out just one and one. They they had a good one last week, a good little comeback win. But I think Cowboys put on a really good performance against the Bucks. I think they'll be fired up. Dak will have a first game against a team that isn't you know the best team in the league. So. You know, I'm excited to see how he does. Even I though think Herbert and Amari Cooper will have amazing games. Yeah, Chiefs Ravens. That that will probably end up being one of the games of the week. I'm. I think I got, well, the, I got the Chiefs easy. That's Sunday yeah. That's night, right. I'll, yeah, that's on the Sunday night game. Yeah, that'll be a good Sunday night game. I think it'll it'll be fun to watch because I think Lamar will really have to turn it on that game. Uh, he'll have to showcase a lot of the throwing talent that he uh previewed in week one. Um, he'll have to like it's the same thing as when you go against the Bucks. Like you just can't slow the ball down. You have to keep scoring, keep scoring. Um and just contain Patrick Holmes and Tyreek Hill as you much as you can. Contain them. You have to score. That's the only yeah. Way. That's the only way to beat the Chiefs. You don't. And then the, the Monday Chiefs. night game. Why is this a Monday night game? Why are the Lions playing the Packers at Lambeau I'm on Monday time. night? That yeah. in my opinion, that would be a beating. I I don't even know if if the Packers yeah, are the up. The Lions are gonna kill. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Detroit. Nah, Jared. Yeah, got, the the Lions, if anything, got worse this season. So no, not any. They did get worse. Yeah. They lost Kenny Galladay. They lost Matthew Stafford. Marvin Jones. They lost their top two receivers. Yeah, they lost year. Marvin Jones. The only bright Kenny spot Kelly. is TJ Hawkinson. And DeAndre Swift. Who's one of my favorite... Also another one of my favorite players in the NFL. And yeah, DeAndre Swift. The and thing is, you can't, even, you can't even uh, utilize DeAndre Swift that much against the Packers because the Packers are an offensive-oriented team that are going to put up a lot of points against. So you can't... You know, you can't yeah, rely on Williams, though. He's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, you can't rely on the Lions to just run the ball with DeAndre Swift the whole game and slow down the game. You have to put up, you know, 25, 30 points in that range to I keep up. I think Rodgers is going to come and play angry, especially in Lambeau. <coughs> we'll see if Rodgers can bounce back this week for sure. I but, think he'll have a pretty good chance of it. Yeah. But that's all we got time for this week. Thank you guys for joining House Divided, the podcast. I'm joined, I'm Charles Jiggle. I'm joined by my friends Kushreen and Brendan Heffernan. We're brought to you by the OE Howell. Make sure to go check out the website for some um, more amazing stories and videos and some more podcasts coming soon by some amazing people. Thank you for joining. We'll see you next week.